Hi, I'm Gareth Armstrong, and you're listening to a Razor's Edge podcast. This series is all about leading a small business as it grows. And in our first episode, we looked at why a small business leadership series versus a broader business leadership series is so important. Alon also asked us some fundamental questions to get our mental juices flowing and to prepare us for the additional questions that are to come in this and other episodes. If you haven't yet listened to that introductory episode, I suggest a quick hop over to it before continuing here. Otherwise, during this episode, Alon takes us beyond the oft-debated leadership versus management topic and into the practicalities of leadership versus management in a small business context. I think it's important to start this podcast with a disclaimer that I am not really a leadership expert nor a management expert. I am speaking from a place of 21 years of experience in terms of leading and managing a one-man operation to a medium-sized business. So that's where I come from and that's my perspective. Let's start by discerning or differentiating between the concepts of leadership and management. In my mind, leadership is about aligning people to the purpose of the organization, about aligning people to the values of the business. And of course, aligning people toward the direction of the vision, strategic objective, target, etc. Leadership is about inspiration, authentic inspiration, not some rah-rah without any follow-through. Leadership is about instilling confidence. And how do you instill confidence in people? By being perceived as a fair leader and always delivering on your promises. Do you arrive at the office every day with the specific intention to inspire forward movement and to build your team's confidence? Are you constantly considering alignment to culture and vision? Perhaps there's an opportunity to improve in this area. So some good initial food for thought around leadership. Let's move on to management and then also how context impacts both of these. Management on the other hand is also about people, but it's about organizing people. It's around delegation. It's around controls. It's around coordination. It's around planning, forecasting. Management is also about the hiring and firing of people. The role of a manager is in a clinical way to see people as resources. There is a view of management and leadership that managers abound in the corporate world and leaders sit at the top, that there is a CEO or perhaps even a leadership team, an exco that sits at the top of, of the organization and the managers then execute on the strategy, that the leadership is all about conceiving the strategy, about articulating that strategy, and the managers are the ones that have to go and execute on that strategy through their people. I've never worked in a corporate, so I don't know whether that's true or not, but I have worked in a startup and an entrepreneurial business, and that's certainly not true for that context. In an entrepreneurial context, the entrepreneur needs to be both leader and manager, and by implication, a bigger business that's led by an entrepreneur would need to have managers and leaders in that organization. 
as they start to build out their departments and lead their departments or their divisions and manage those divisions and manage those departments. And we've spoken previously on the Razor's Edge podcast about the concept of leader-manager. And if there's one thing I want to get across in this podcast is that entrepreneurs do not have the luxury of having the model in their mind of leaders and managers, but the concept of leader-managers, individuals within the organization that both manage and lead, no matter where they are in that organization, especially as entrepreneur. And in my Exco and my Opal, what I call my Opal team, my Exco team, they are all required to be leaders and managers in almost equal proportion. I'm 21 years into my journey as an entrepreneur. I have a relatively large organization. I am both leader and manager. My weeks are spent leading and managing. And if you look at my diary, I actually color code my diary wherever I'm managing and wherever I'm leading. And it is my contention that entrepreneurs who don't have that understanding are going to be part of the 96% that fell. Why do I say that? Because I've seen so many entrepreneurs come to me and they say to me, I'm not a good manager. They've got this, and I'm loath to use the word, but childish understanding that they can just be the people who come up with the great ideas and other people will execute on that. And why have I got the right to say that? Is because in my journey, I was one of those people who at some point had bought into the notion that I'm a bad manager and I need to then outsource that management to other people. It was only when I matured as an entrepreneur that I understood that I was required to be a good manager, that it was about good management to build a business and it was about good leadership. And in a world that splits those terms, it makes it very easy for an entrepreneur to make the same mistake that I made. Are you someone that prefers to split management and leadership? While I acknowledge that both are needed, I am someone that prefers there be quite a definitive line between the two. But clearly Elon is sharing that if there is a line, we need to begin straddling it as soon as possible. It's a toughie though. On the one hand, we have a clinical approach where we need to get things done. And on the other, we still need to get things done, but principles like confidence, reliability, trust, and inspiration come into play. Because of this tussle, I asked Alon if he could help us with some practical examples of his leadership in action in RaceCorp. So practically speaking, what does it mean as an entrepreneur to lead? What, what are you doing when you're leading? What are you doing when you're managing? This morning, I led by communicating to my team in an email across the whole company. That email, which is called EFA, email from Alon, highlighted my concerns, highlighted what I was excited about, highlighted how we were going to get to where we needed to be. That for me was a leadership activity. Simply communicating and reiterating where we are going, how we're going to get there, what are the practical obstacles that we are experiencing right now. People believe that leadership is an ethereal concept, that you're just this leader, that somehow you're emanating some energy or light or whatever the case may be. But in fact, leadership is very practical. There's practical things to get done as a leader. And as I've highlighted in my EFA, a simple email out to the team 
that is clear, definitive, and crisp is a leadership activity. And leadership can be structured. I do an EFA every single month. That comes back to what we said earlier, which is around my reliability, that they know that I will be reliable and so they can trust that I'm consistent as a leader. So you can structure leadership in a way just through, for example, that EFA or EF, whatever your first name is, email from. Today, when I sat in an interview and was making the decision around whether or not to allow somebody into our organization, I was in a leadership role. Why? Because I was there with a lens of, is this person or could this person be aligned to this organization? One of my roles as a leader is around alignment. If somebody is from a values or a work ethic point of view, not somebody that would be aligned to the organization, to our purpose and to our vision, then it is my role as leader to eliminate those individuals as soon as possible from the system, from the organization. And I suppose this is where people get confused because I spoke about earlier about management being about hiring and firing. But I could also be in a leadership role where I'm firing somebody or hiring somebody and doing that as a leadership activity. When I'm, when I'm firing as a leader, I'm firing predominantly because that person is not aligned to the organization. When I'm firing as a manager, I'm firing because that individual has not performed in accordance with what was required. Leadership has hiring and firing. Management has hiring and firing. It's just the nuance of the why you are hiring and firing that makes all the difference. I love that Alon describes leadership as being practical and structured rather than a feeling or some kind of energy radiating out of someone. I mostly feel this way because I don't think that I have that kind of energy, but I certainly can develop leadership disciplines. Next, I asked him for some practical examples of management so we can differentiate between the two. A management theoretician, Douglas McGregor, wrote about theory X and theory Y, where he talks about different approaches to management depending on whether you perceived your organization to be a theory X company or a theory Y company. A theory X company is one where you see people as apathetic and requiring lots of management, being told what to do step by step. A theory why organization perceived that organization to be one with self-motivated people that would self-manage and get things done by themselves. So at the same time that I was leading, I was also managing. I was planning a rollout of a new project. I was in management mode. I was sitting with my business partner, forecasting the next six months worth of revenue. I was in management mode. I was fixing breaks in systems and controls with one of my heads of department. I was in management mode. And I was delegating work to my Opal, my leadership management team. I was in management mode. When our organizations are small, it would probably be wiser to rather look at individuals to determine whether or not they fit the Theory X or Theory Y categories. And then, as our businesses grow, we can work out which theory works best across different departments or the company as a whole. 
Working this out will have a direct bearing on the type of management activities we engage in. And listening to Elon, it seems like he may have a bit of a mix within his business. At this point, Elon and I began to conclude the discussion, but he wanted to emphasize something that he feels quite strongly about. But I think it's important to understand also that there is a counterside to leadership and management, and that is criticism. Both leaders and managers will get criticized. And in a weird way, the better leader you are, the more out there you will be, the more risk you will take as a leader, the more criticism you will attract. As leader, one of your roles is to understand the marketplace and then to translate what you're seeing into the strategy of the business. If what you're seeing is that there will be no need for this particular product or service that you're currently offering, and there will be more need and demand for another product or service that you're not offering, that requires a decision to be made. And so when you make the decision, the hard decision to shrink or shut down a department, you will certainly receive a huge amount of criticism. It's much easier to be a wallflower sitting hidden in a corner, avoiding any criticism than being out there as a leader, taking all sorts of what is often very personal critique around where you want to take an organization. Kodak is a, is a great example of uh, a leadership team that was afraid that their previous decision to expand their brick-and-mortar infrastructure was in deep contradiction to what the marketplace was communicating, which was that digital, which, by the way, they invented, was going to become the dominant technology in photography in the future. So instead of taking any criticism for the fact that they had made the wrong decisions before, they simply continued with those decisions to avoid any criticism from the board, from the investors, etc. A fatal mistake, as we all know. Are we open to criticism? Many of us hope to be, but when we are in a position of leadership or management, we often stiffen up and our pride kicks in. And I'm almost certain as I say that, a few instances come to your mind. To help us be more open to this, synonyms of criticism include assessment, examination, analysis, comment, and elucidation. These words feel more positive and they seem to indicate that we aren't giving anything up by allowing more information to come to us. On the contrary, we're actually better for it. Here's a final word from Elon before we part company. I think the upside of having a mental model of leadership management versus leadership and management is that you don't have to discern between the two. You have to just be doing both all the time in a structured and deliberate way. And finally, I think every single individual in the organization, no matter where you are in that organization, needs to be their own leader and their own manager. Something we will deal with in the next podcast. Head over to racecorp.com where you'll find similar resources and also the opportunity to sign up for updates and notifications of new releases. In addition to this, follow RaceCorp on your favorite social media platforms where you'll find similar updates on when the next podcast in this series is released. My name is Gareth Armstrong and I'll see you in the next episode.